0: Oh, God. This was your idea, George. It's a good idea, right? It's a good idea. Monogamy is sexual slavery. She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Eva? What do you think? You like my exquisite, exquisite erection? Hmm? Do you like my erection selection? What do you think, Eva? Yeah? You gonna take it? You gonna take that dick?
1: You gonna take that dick? Huh? I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Oh yeah, I'm fixin' to fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna get it all up in your vage. Get it up in your vage with my dick, with my dick. Gonna put it in with my dick. I'm gonna put my dick in. I'm going to put my dick in. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to spider down and the Secret Balls. Prepare for battle.
1: Secret <laughs> story. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Secret Boar Stories, where I invite guests to count down a personal top five list in high-fidelity fashion. And have we got a deep, low-down, and dirty guest today uh, to talk top five weirdest sex scenes uh we have the attention seeking geek love making uh, seeking i'm sure just we're all seeking love deep down and and ben is no no different to that uh so welcome ben how are you today wow.
0: yeah i mean that's that's up there with some of the best introductions
1: I've never had. Um, That was that that was that was special. Thank you. Uh, My pleasure. Well, you've brought this is a this is a a kind of an an idea you've had for a little while. So why don't you tell us? Uh,
0: Don't put this on me. Okay, (laughs) to start off with, this was a joint venture. Okay, this was this was we had the spark and we said, Mm. shall we? let's jump together and we decided well, on this together yeah okay. i think
1: it, i think it came off the end of our halloween three discussion on your youtube channel the attention seeking geek like share subscribe comment all the good stuff it was uh it was a whole boob grab situation i think or boob touch boob uh, suck so. boob suck. So- that was it god i forgot i can't believe i forgot don't
0: f- never forget that iconic hashtag boob sack.
1: hashtag boob uh, going in for, going in from the side going in for the sexy side style boob oh suck.
0: my um, gosh yeah that stayed with me
1: anyway anyway well I, I think we've got a lot to cover today um so I think we should probably just crack on but I just wanted to say a few things so so this podcast is top five weirdest movie sex scenes um but we are we do not shame any particular sexuality or style or kink, whatever you're into, as long as it's safe and it's consensual, we're, we're okay with you. So ever, however you enjoy sex, whatever it may be, it is okay. Um, the way we are judging these are on the way they've been written, directed, acted, choreographed, lit- You name it. That's the weirdness. Nobody is weird for having sex or in any way. If you're a furry, if you're into feet, that's fine. Go and enjoy it as long, again, as it's safe, conceptual and non-violent for the most part, or not extreme violence, which is not going to feature in this as well. There is no violent acts in any of our choices. There's no murder, no rapes, whatever. But... Let's now. I've said like that. Let's yeah. just crack on and let's talk about your weirdest sex scene uh, in your own life, your own personal life. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what wait, wait what <laughs> didn't sign up for this wait i thought we were doing top five personal weirdest sex scenes we've ever no played. and don't be
0: five people haven't touched you dan come on um we're friends no uh, probably not probably not look <laughs> I, I i'm excited for that i mean when we say weird like as well like i think it's 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 more a case of these are thing these are sex scenes that stand out that have stood out to us you know yeah. over the years and and stayed with us yeah memorable or haunting uh, some of them may <laughs> may well be but yeah i mean i like twilets so we've all got
1: hey, fair enough. our own thing I mean, I mean, I, I like Jessica, I like Jennifer Beals in Book of Boba Fett, even though they did nothing with her. Um, absolute waste of, of that actress. But there you go. Um, whatever you, whatever you fancy, whoever you fancy, whatever it's fine. We've both had some sex. I've had some sex. You've probably had a lot of sex. There's proof that you've had sex as you have a child. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's, she's living proof of that one time. That um, one time you got some. Yeah, that special, <laughs> special night. That
1: one time somebody allowed me into their arms. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's been consequences over the years, but she's she's up there as the biggest consequence. <laughs> consequence.
1: <laughs> of said Actually, We all live with the consequences of our <laughs> sexual endeavours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's get rolling before we talk about all sorts of the weird shit. Uh what is your first weirdest movie sex scene?
0: Oh, choices, choices. Okay, I'm going to come in uh
1: Oh, oh. I see what you did
0: you've already mentioned cracks and crack on i giggled to myself i didn't do it out loud but it was internal so i feel like along the way there yeah like enjoy the various choices of word that, that me and dan uh, make okay no i'm going to start then with uh, we both love superheroes sure. and the superhero genre comics uh, and the such so i'm going to start with 2009's the watchman Ah, okay. Um, yes. Now I know people might be sat there thinking, which one? Uh because mm. there is kind of two scenes that
1: oh. stand out. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You, I know where you're going. I know where you're going.
0: Yeah. So uh just to be clear, this is not the uh the Dr. Manhattan multiple blue gropey hands scene. Okay. But yes, let's address that. That is quite weird. But also looks like a good time.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I mean, to, to looking at his, looking at what he's packing, you know what? You know, it's a shame he went to Mars because you know I'm sure he could have pleasured a lot of a lot of ladies with. Uh, it's I mean- just
0: like how trained is he though? Like because multiple hands is good if you know what to do with those hands, but if you're like a uh, uneducated, <laughs> you know, in that field. And you've got multiple hands not knowing what they're doing. You're going to poke someone's eye out. Poke him in the wrong way, like awful, like worst nightmare, if
1: anything. Yeah. He's, he's having a good poke and he's having a bad poke at the same time.
0: Exactly. Uh, but no, it's not that scene. No, okay. it is, in fact, the scene with Night Owl and Laurie, um, aka uh, Silk Spectre. So, uh, of course, um, Night Owl, a.k.a. Dan, played by Patrick Wilson, and Laurie, played by May-Lynn, uh Ackerman. So, and those guys are no strangers, Dan, to a good good bit of naughty uh, cinema
1: lineage. Um, have you Pat- seen Little Children? Uh, no, no, but I, I've seen Patrick Wilson. I've, we talked about Bone Tomahawk, and he has a fairly awkward sex scene as that. I think he's okay. the king. I think him and Nick Cage are the king of awkward sex scenes.
0: Nice, what a what a title to yeah. wear <laughs> that's that with. What, that's, pride. What,
1: that's what Nick Cage wants next to his Oscar. <laughs>
0: it, it's actually a new Oscar uh, that they're going to be giving new out. Category they're trialling <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, no, Little Children. He has yeah, like a very steamy scene with uh, Kate Winslet. It's um, mm. it's it's quite uh, it, it very sweaty. And then of course, Maylin Ackerman. I I remember my first experience of Maylin Ackerman was Harold and Kumar Get the Munchies. Oh okay. And she um you know kind of stands proudly as as nature intended and it's um yeah that that uh, she, is, she is a abusive a, a, a teenage voice. boy you can yeah. you know you know use your imagination on that but anyway okay so yes um it's starring those two and basically what happens is you have the uh rescue mission on uh, a burning building and they rescue a ton of people and then basically things get um a bit kind of kinky afterwards and they end up uh having a sexy time. They it's actually the second time that they try mm. in the film. Yeah, they kind of try this first time and Dan's super awkward and he can't he can't can't get it up. I don't I think that's fair to
1: yeah. guess is what was There was it's a there was a definite, a definite failure to launch to say absolutely yeah uh, it, but, it but once he gets that ship in the air but it kind of goes back to the kind of uh <laughs> once he once he puts on that leather costume once he gets his ship in the air once he's riding on archie then he's riding also between the silk spectre sheets you could oh see nice you see, I'm on it. well <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready for all the double entendres uh but yes uh and yeah, it's, it kind of says what the book is trying to say, where all the people that are, are kind of superheroes have some sort of uh, mental issue, or they have some sort of kind of complex, um, or kind of um, you know. So he he can't he can't you know get it up because he's not in the suit. And then when he's in the suits, it's kind of his kink and it's kind of his thing, and it's and that's how uh, that's how it shows he hates being a normal guy and a normal person. So but when he is in that mode he's like he's got all of his confidence back so yeah
0: it's kind yeah. of the adrenaline of uh and and the fantasy element to their to their lives when they do dress up and and stuff like that like
1: am, am i right in thinking it's to the tune of of hallelujah yes you are correct yes
0: yeah. um lovely choice of <laughs> choice of music there um yeah I, I i mean what's nice as well and i kind of re-watched it, it's like there's some real kind of um, interesting choices before it happens. So, and I might just be reading into this, or or I might have a filthy mind, but the way when they when they arrive at the burning building uh night out archie kind of shoots down what do you call it like a water tower thing that's oh yeah on American yeah. Yeah, just, board just buildings the water- they have. Yeah I think it's just a water tower. Uh, yeah um and he and he shoots it down and, and they have this lovely slow-mo shot of all the bullets kind of falling against the floor and I'm like yeah there's you know what, what kind of feels like he's unloading maybe mm-hmm. like something there yeah. and then the the way the tank bursts and all the water kind of flows out. Like again I may need to see a psychiatrist, but I felt like that was all it's, like- it's
1: depicted, it's depicted like in the comics, it's kind of like they're just kind of there, it's in the image, it's kind of like a it's almost like a quick rutting, if you will. Yeah. But but in this, they obviously Zack Snyder, he loves his slow-mo, he loves his image, he's he's all about the imagery and he makes it this ludicrous, you know, beautiful, moonlit sex scene. And again, you're like, well, people don't have sex like that. But maybe superheroes do. Maybe superheroes, it's the grand and greatest of all cinematic. It's almost,
0: you know, the way that they, in in their heads, are maybe picturing it more, you know, because the, the reality is if you were on that ship, it wouldn't have played out in slow motion with Hallelujah and, and the moon probably didn't shine as bright as it does to us watching the movie. But And maybe that's the point, is that in their heads, this whole kind of romantic you know, uh, sexy kind of vision is is happening. But because of the situation, you know, because they're they're dressed up and Mm. because they're kind of got the adrenaline running through their brains, it's almost like, Giving them this.
1: Reliving warped... reliving their glory days, so to speak. Yeah. And they get like a yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I can it's very it's definitely very memorable. Um, you know, whether you love it or loathe it. I, I like The Watchmen, the film. Um, you know, Zack Snyder, I think is like he handled, he got that right. He filmed effectively an unfilmable film, it was called, for a very long time. So so I love
0: watchman film like the the only thing i was disappointed by was the kind of cop out with the squid you know he didn't like for for someone that committed almost panel to frame, Mm. like across the whole film, you know, it it just felt like you were just reading the Watchmen basically, like Mm -hmm. um, to to kind of make that choice to remove the squid at the end and have it just as S-Q-U-I-D or whatever on the computer. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I was disappointed by that. But when you read the comic back, like it does do some of the things that happen in this scene. So the flamethrower climax, you know, obviously insinuating um, other things. Mm. That is in the comic as well as in the film, but obviously, I, th- I think the film it kind of plays out in more of an obvious way than when I first read the yeah. book.
1: So, what what would you say is the weirdest thing about it?
0: I guess it's just kind of how melodramatic it is. I think mm. uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very, over, of, the very yeah, over the top. Very over yeah yeah. It's an over the top kind of almost like. Um, you know like a spanish soap
1: or something um <laughs> like a mill like a mills and boone cover uh, yeah, yeah. The romantically the shirts the shirts are being ripped off but pe- superhero you know yeah version. but a superhero version of that yeah mills-, mills and boone yeah i've not thought of that well, like
0: you know like and i think the boys explores it in in more detail but like i think you would be quite horny like you're 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 there, you're in the peak of physical condition, you know, you're you're both wearing bloody leather clad, lycra, whatever it may be. Like, I don't blame them. I don't blame
1: them. <laughs> I'd be like a rabbit. Everybody, every... that would be
0: my that would be my hero.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do, I think they do explore it in the in the um in the boys a little bit, but they've also got some more intimate kind of sex scenes as well. They've got the ridiculous yeah. ones, you know, and the you know the, the very violent, like smashing around the office and the muff diving and stuff. Um, oh yeah, my gosh, I forgot about that the <laughs> face. That, yeah, was, my, that uh, was my that has got... been one of my favourite bits of TV ever. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. Anyway, I'm going to move on it's to not, my s-
0: Snyder. Before we move on, oh, go though, on. it's yeah. got to be said that this that like Snyder has a penchant for the sex scene as well. Because oh, yeah. can we give a little honourable mention to the 300, the slow mo? Mm. I've never seen a breast move in such slow motion mm. in my life. And and he took every frame and slowed it down by half. <laughs> and
1: and the like, outcome is gotta see how this this how gravity affects this one breast.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> magical, but yes, please move on before yeah. it gets
1: weird. <laughs> oh, this podcast is already weird. We've already made it very weird. Too late. It's already fucking weird. So I'm going to go with with a comedy film. So obviously, bearing in mind, these are supposed to be, they're not meant to be taken seriously. They are meant to be humorous. Uh, But I'm going to go with MacGruber. Uh, which is a it's a film that is based on a Saturday Night Live sketch and as Will Forte, uh, Maya Rudolph, Ryan Felipe, Kristen, oh god, Wig. what's her name? Wig, that's it. Kristen Wig is in it. I love her to bit. She's amazing. And it's basically a parody of, of MacGyver. You know the guy, the eighties TV show where he could just he could disarm a bomb with using like you know chopsticks or stuff like that he could just make anything he needed out of anything um and he's just a complete fuck up of a character he just he's supposed to be this badass he kills people and he he can get out of any situation but he's really just cowardly self-centered conceited and all the way people are like god you're a fucking idiot man you're gonna get us all killed uh and there's just it's hilarious i do recommend it i've just finished watching today watching the series they released as well on peacock um which i thought was just as funny um it's just a silly farcical kind of action comedy um val kilmer's in it as well as the villain who is called uh dita von kumpf nice so uh, so yeah, that's the kind of humor you're looking at. It's very, very juvenile, very silly, very stupid humor. Sounds um, right up my street. I think I've actually think,
0: never seen it. I've yeah. never seen MacGyver either. So I wouldn't I'd, even know what it's spoofing.
1: I've not seen MacGyver myself either, but I know enough of it kind of from The Simpsons and from other kind of parodies and spin-offs yeah, and yeah. stuff. I, kind of, I get the gist of what it is. Uh, Dieter von Kumpf has stolen like a, a nuclear missile on something, He's going to blow up people. The plot isn't really that important. Um, but, he, <laughs> but he reunites with, it's just a standard action plot, you know, espionage plot. Uh, so he reunites with his best friends, uh, a best friend, Vicky St. Elmo's, played by Kristen Wiig. And, and she's always been in love with him. She, she's tried to start this really awful singing career because she can't sing at all, uh, which is hilarious as well. And she does it so, so well. But they eventually decide, even though uh, Dieter von Kunt killed killed his wife, killed MacGruber's wife, and he's like, I'm never going to be with another woman. She's the only one for me. He decides, actually, he has feelings for Vicky San Elmo, who's always had feelings for him. And he goes, right, let's get down to business. And she's oh. like, and she goes, um, "Oh, but I'm a virgin." And he goes, "Not for long." And then oh. we get, uh, man. That's not a very sensitive
0: response, is it? No. She's just, uh, you know, <laughs> been really honest there, and
1: oh, I oh don't know. And then you start hearing, uh, man, these broken wings," uh, and that song plays her out, and straight away you get cut to the soft core kind of porn lens. You're hearing <laughs> the music, and you get a lot of belly button. Uh, play let's call it a lot of fingering and playing around with a belly button Of oh of... no
0: have you ever smelt an innie i
1: i, I can't say i have I, I i've not had that inclination it's never crossed have my you mind you've got an innie i've got an innie definitely an innie yeah. you
0: never smelt your own innie
1: i can't bend
0: that far no, down like just just well i put my finger you. in give it a sniff I've, I've, i mean i pulled lint out of it guys i'm gonna be real honest with your listeners what, so it because smell? they deserve it's honest it. honesty I've, I've smelled mine yeah. numerous occasions it's the worst possible <laughs> smell you can imagine like it's it's like poo sick it's worse it's it's Maybe I, this, could that just be <laughs> yours though maybe everyone's got a really nice smell I well, well mine's like a proper canyon like i don't know when it <laughs> stops like oh, god yeah like i don't think they cut my umbilical cord i think they pulled it out like they've ripped the whole thing out from the stem but yeah it's how i imagine death would smell like wow um, okay well i mean but I mean, yeah so i, I just th- wanted to give that that bit of context because if they're, sure. they're mucking about with belly buttons ugh,
1: not yeah me. well don't worry anyway <laughs> Anyway, after that bombshell, Um, wow! I mean, the next next thing you'll be saying like, what I'm into is having it fingered. I like it when someone fingers it.
0: This, this this whole podcast is going to be the definition of TMI, too much oh, information. Absolutely.
1: Don't worry, all my podcasts I list as explicit anyway. So this will be nice. the of, of explicit yeah. of the explicit. Fair warning. Give uh, fair it. warning to people. We're going to discuss sexual activities uh, quite a bit. But Anyway, we have this... But then comedically we cut, you know, she's like, she's, you know, we see his ar- see his arse, lovely picturesque of his arse thrusting back and forth. And nice. we see lots of other stuff while this song plays. And then we cut, we cut to him just absolutely railing on her and making the sound of like an asthmatic donkey, like, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh, uh,
1: uh, constant, like, <laughs> and it's the most unsexy thing. She's kind of just set lying there going, oh, yeah, this is great and it's just constant and it goes on for way too long you know like a family guy sketch where it's like yeah it's funny that that it's got sound
0: you doing the impression sounds like have you ever seen
1: a turtle having having i have in fact that's yeah. one thing i have done i've might not have fingered my own belly. very similar it, sound but. to the sound you just made yeah it's, it's kind of that and you just constant and he's like and he goes oh,
0: oh, oh i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna shoot
1: my God, And uh, and then he and then he shoots and then he runs away because he feels like he's betrayed his wife. So he goes to the graveyard. Now, this is a bit of a cheat because this is kind of two sex scenes, but they're so similar. He gets right. to the graveyard. He's apologizing. He's like, how could I betray you? How could I do such a thing? And the ghost of his wife appears, uh, played by Maya Rudolph, who's a regular on SNL. And she's like, it's fine. Move on. You need to be happy. And then they get close and then they start shagging. And again, it's it's the belly button play again, and it's you know mend these broken wings, and he's just absolutely. How wailing. does she
0: look as a ghost? Like, do they?
1: She's in a, Ghostify to, her. Yeah, or? they ghostify her a little bit, so there's a bit of a sheen and a bit of a shine, like a false ghost almost. Okay. Uh, but she's in her wedding dress as well, so he's just absolute again, it, and it and again it starts that way, and then it cuts to the
0: oh, oh, oh,
1: again and and but on <laughs> because they're so in tune with how they have sex. Each other previously, she she every time he he goes, Ooh, she responds with wow, 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 wow. Oh my god, it's just fucking hilarious! And not only that, we get a scene of a, a caretaker for the graveyard walk over and he sees he sees this happening, but all he sees is magruber just like us, us hanging out and just thrusting above a, a gravestone. He shakes his head and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that is my technically two, probably technically two sex scenes, but they're so similar and and right back to back with each other. Uh, I had to just include them because I just thought they were hilarious. <laughs> yes, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd definitely check out my group, But I think it's funny. Again, it's very juvenile humour. I don't think, you know, comedy is a hard one because obviously it's very subjective. You'll like a form of comedy and you might not like another form of comedy. But yeah. It was right up. It was right up my alley, personally. I
0: love like Chris and Wig and Maya Rudolph and stuff. So you know that Will, sounds Will, up my street.
1: Yeah, Will Forte is great as MacGruber, and there's some just fucking. Stup- uh, Chris Jericho's in it actually. What? Chris, Chris Jericho. Uh, Y2J? M- MVP, the great Carly, and uh, Mark Henry. There's a few wrestlers in there. right. They make an extended cameo, I'll call it. God damn, I need to, I need yeah. to get on this film, I think. Get on, get on MacGruber. But there you go. Get, yeah. get on MacGruber and
0: his belly button. <laughs> get figuring away. Anyway, what's the next one? Okay, so well, I t- I'll tell you what, while we're on the subject of kind of comedy, let's go with Team America from 2004. Oh, yes. Um, yes, uh, of course, put together by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Sorry, Team America World Police, don't forget yeah obviously include the, subtitle, include the exactly. subtitle yeah, I'm so sorry um, anyone that doesn't know the film it's kind of done not, there's no kind of about it it's done in the style of uh, Thunderbird's puppets mm. um, essentially now I was wondering is Thunderbird's like known in America, I feel yeah, like that was yeah, a is, British kind of it, thing.
1: It is to a point. There are some American fans because the characters are American, aren't they? They're an American yeah. family. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it's as popular. But yeah, well, it, it was. It was definitely definitely known at least over there. There was some popularity. Uh, I was a big fan. I, I think I preferred Stingray personally. That was my favourite one.
0: Oh, okay. Stingray, uh,
1: in Scarlet. I, ne- I never got into Captain Scarlet because Captain Scarlet scared me. It was it was a bit scary but also I, I never worried for him because in the in the first opening song it says he's invincible so I'm like I don't give a fuck.
0: But the, the opening to Captain Scarlet's like it's like a film noir and he like shoots someone it's like really dark. Like, yeah, I feel okay.
1: like I, just, I feel like that's how I, I remember. T- I'll tell, anyway. tell you what. I'll tell you tell you the one I prefer. I did prefer that to Joe 90 because I was watching Joe 90 and I'm like, obviously I'm a child of the late 80s. So I grew up in the 90s. And he's like the whole, the whole concept of Joe 90s, he goes into the future from the 60s into the 90s. So I'm like, and so even, even me as a child, I'm just going, well, that's, this is bullshit. This is, this is bullshit. Why are you going into a few years at the head of the future? Like, this is just, it, this is not the 90s. This is, this is, wouldn't happen in the 90s so that was just my nerd early nerd like rage piling out so Joe 90 sucked absolute balls for me as a kid I don't remember that one I feel like I can't even picture that uh, it's, like, it's like Bernard's Watch but shit okay <laughs>
0: Okay. Wow, that's that's what they should put on the front of the DVD.
1: There you <laughs> go, that's my watch,
0: review. Shit. Uh <laughs> Bernard's watch, what a what a thing. Anyway, no, yeah. So I was a big Thunderbirds fan as a as a kid as well. Uh you know, you and I, um a similar similar age. First mm-hmm. cosplay, can I say? I was a Thunderbird we, back really? in the day? Oh yeah. wow absolutely i'm actually eyeing up big chief studios do a nice one sip scale thunderbirds like they do a whole range and i'm eyeing one up at the moment because i just think oh that's straight in the nostalgia anyway so talking about the nostalgia team america kind of preys on that and and the whole film is hilariously done with these I, i actually think the puppets are incredibly well crafted for that film and like you you, I think you're kind of so distracted by the ridiculousness of the kind of South Park sense of humour throughout and the musical numbers and, and the various kind of controversial jokes it's making. But like artistry of... Creating puppets and kind of the mini sets and everything that they make, play like, I, I, I think it's a triumph. Should have won an Oscar, damn it. Um, but yes, uh, so this is a sex scene between two of those characters. Um, and I know you might be sat there thinking, well, how does that work with two puppets? It works exactly how you imagined it to work. Um, it's just two bits of plastic smashing against each other. Uh, there are no genitals. There
1: are... Because
0: there isn't any genitals on puppets. No. You know, um, there
1: well, shouldn't you, be anyway. You, you get the full Monty. So you get the you get literally stripped down action figures like, like your action man. It's very similar to that. Yeah. And again, there's no genitals. They're just going away at each other. And I think that's probably why they got away with it because there's no genitals. They are puppets. They're clearly puppets. I, I don't know if they could... You know, I think it would probably would have got a bigger rating if they had actual, you know, like erect penises and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, and then the only other way they would have gotten away with it is with the South Park style animation mm. as well, like just yeah. having like circles and rectangles, like <laughs> just a uh, mesh together. But yeah, um, it's they go through various positions. You know, the uh, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, missionary, jackhammer, sixty nine, blowjob. It covers. Everything. You, you, you know
1: your stuff, sir. I, I
0: <laughs> <laughs> No one's ever said that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and you get this amazing kind of original song uh, in oh, the background. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, which, of course, is, is performed um, by Trey Parker,
1: I think, is yeah. the voice. Is it, um, is it <laughs> only a woman? What's great about the full version of that song is it because it ends it just it kind of like as it crescendos it ends and it goes or well, maybe even a man
0: <laughs> i just i i honestly think those two like write music so well as well like their musicals like because book i'm a massive mormon yeah. fan and and i still to this day like think south park the, like uncut or whatever musical uh whatever you want to call it is like uh just just an, an amazing musical like if you were to yeah. remove everything else the songs oh, in that
1: he was trained wasn't he musically so he's he's he knows his shit so i did not know that yeah he was he was fully trained musically and then i mean the first film he did was cannibal the musical uh from troma which I love as well and if you know if you've not seen that get on that cuz it's brilliant um but yeah I, I totally agree with you I, uh, South Park songs the comedy songs mm. live in my fucking head you know blame canada you know it's going to be a montage montage
0: there, where the grass is green, where flowers grow, and <laughs> oh, just, just
1: everything, so everything. Good. Of, of Brian, uh, you know, even if, like South Park was South Park bigger, longer, and, and uncut was nominated for an Oscar, and it lost to Phil Collins, which they weren't happy about, um, which is why they make fun of him in later episodes. But yeah, I, I absolutely agree Robin with Williams
0: you. performing "Blame Canada" at that Oscars is one of the best things yes. to ever happen on anything mm-hmm. ever. Uh, the the lead up to this scene is is hilarious as well. So Lisa is voiced by uh, Kristen Miller, and then Trey Parker does the voice of Gary. They, they have this like ridiculous exchange where he's like, uh, she's like, oh maybe feelings, are feelings because we can't control them, or uh, he says something like that. I can't remember, but. she's like promise me you'll never die uh, and I'll make love to you right now and he just you know without hesitation I promise you I will never die Um, (laughs) and then they they go straight into it And, and there's a great point midway as well where she like he starts talking to her and she tries to shush him. She's like, shh. But her finger just kind of completely misses his mouth and just kind of wavers as a a puppet does, you know, across his face, pokes him in the eye. It's just, I feel like when I look back on it, very few films have actually made me properly kind of laugh, like belly laugh out loud at a cinema. And like Borat and Bruno was like up there for me in terms of mm. like and and weirdly enough, Jackass. Don't judge me, but like okay. the, yeah. the just the idiots. There's um, no, ju-
1: there's no. We've said there's no judgment on this podcast, sexual or otherwise.
0: And uh this this film uh, on various occasions, but especially this scene was probably one of the the biggest kind of laughs I think I've ever had at a cinema. Brilliant.
1: I I forgot as well. Um I've given names to all of the sex scenes in, in oh. the choices I forgot to mention. So well, the like last one dates. was
0: what?
1: Yeah, I kind of given them almost you know like this, you know like Crocodile Fuck House and shit like that. You know like urban dictionary style names for for these sex acts. So uh, my first one okay. I forgot to say was uh, ghost getting off. Cuz nice. the ghost yeah. is getting off. No, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're not great, but I've, I've given them names just because it was something I, I I had a bit of time on my hands. So I thought about too much,
0: too much, <laughs> time, too much. Some might say,
1: yeah, probably probably just a little bit too far far too much research being done. Um, I, I didn't do much research because I watched one film for the research, and I went, that is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I'm not doing any more research. Really. <laughs> I refused. Um, but I so I just went, what do I know? What do I remember? What can I look yeah. up again apart from watching the entire movie? So yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's one of the best sex scenes in in cinema history. It's hilarious. The song adds to it. Again, it's that soft porn focus, the way it's shot, um, just everything about it, just just the the laughs and the jokes keep on coming. You know, it's everybody's favourite, probably everyone's favourite scene in that film. Uh, The directors did say they went, uh, we're never doing anything with puppets again because it was a fucking nightmare with all the strings getting tangled up. So that sex scene must have been the the hardest thing for them to shoot. But I'm glad they did because it's just fucking.
0: That's funny. what I mean. I think the you know the the work that went into that film just just gets overlooked because it's so ridiculous and uh, and a comedy and stuff. But absolutely, because they never made a you know as far as I know, the Thunderbirds never got like a proper feature length
1: hour and a half you know there was a movie but i i don't know i don't know they had a live action film with yeah there was that there was that movie but there was there was a puppet movie as well i think i'd like (laughs) is ben kingsley in the live action film he is as as the hood yes oh my god (laughs) and it's directed by uh by riker from star trek what yeah Riker from Star Trek directed that film. Well, I watched it. I watched it on a plane,
0: and I, I I quite enjoyed it in a way. That's why I love coming on this podcast, Anne, because I I learn so much. Uh, and today, I thought out of every subject that we've ever spoke about, today might be the day I don't learn anything. But no i'm learning so much
1: well i mean i i learn about your belly button thing so that that's <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel you're like learning things you might not want to learn uh, the, the
1: stuff i'll'll i'll immediately try and forget and I've, i might take drugs to do so um right well i'll move on to my next pick it's not it's not a very long sex scene so um, right. uh and it's from a horror film it's the shining um so oh, yes. i it's more of a sex act than having sex i guess but some people might consider it a sex scene whatever you want to call it it's, it's oral sex and it is the bear suit blowjob as I like to call it uh, so during close to the kind of climax of the film uh, Wendy have you seen the shot you, you know the shine, you've seen it. oh it's it's up there it's up there yeah of course So uh, the finale getting towards the finale of the film Jack's running around uh, Wendy's running around with a knife trying to find Danny and all sorts and all the kind of ghosts uh, things like lovely party you know all that sort of shit going on yeah um, the blood's coming out of the elevators like all the mad the maddest kind of imagery and that and that's this film in a to at it's all about the imagery uh, yeah. and the disturbing weird off off kilter and a lot of it is very menacing and scary this moment isn't and this is why it always stuck out struck out to me so we see uh Wendy runs up the stairs she looks in a room she sees a man in a bear suit with his ass bare uh, he has a bear ass as well nice <laughs>
0: I never, my eyes, surprisingly, were never drawn to that area. I was just yeah. looking at the action in the, question. The act.
1: Well, it's it's kind of shot from afar, and then they zoom in, mm. and then we see another man's legs in a in a suit, and the bear person in the bear suit leans back, looks at the camera, looks at Wendy, and then the other guy who is receiving fellatio uh, from the bear uh, also stares, and they kind of just blankly stare at Wendy, and then she runs away. But again it's not necessarily a scary moment a lot of people have obviously there's a lot of uh, interpretations on the shining people have loads of different views or what it represents what it says you know yeah. all the all the details all the specific details the whole there's a whole documentary i think it's uh, uh whatever the room is named in the shining i can't remember the name i think it's 316 or like that. seven nine, 12, yeah, six, six seven whatever the room whatever the room is in the shiny it's named that and it's just got i've actually local-
0: got a key ring
1: of the room somewhere then you should know then i um, know um but there you go and yeah it's and it always struck me because it just comes out of nowhere obviously again you get all this scary imagery but that one i was like it's not scary it's just unsettling or unnerving or a bit odd or a bit off <laughs> I think
0: what what The Shining does is it's so haunting because it throws, as you say, so much kind of imagery at you that you don't expect. I think Mm. that's, and I think some of the best horror of all time offers you moments that you don't expect, you know, and and that ultimately is what a jump scare is, isn't it? You don't expect it. But what The Shining does is it kind of gives you things that are so kind of like left field or come Mm. with such a kind of jarring edit that it stays with you you know for me it's like the exorcist like mm. one of the main reasons the exorcist is makes me feel so uncomfortable is those subliminal uh what do they call them um subliminal uh the the, the face sort of the, thing yeah zazu or something when he flashes out zuzu face. Zuzu. Zuzu, zuzu yeah zuzu. you see, you um,
1: see that d- demonic face don't you kind of it, it's kind of within like a half a frame or something of, of it. yeah
0: and and that like when i first experienced that it just it made me feel uncomfortable because I didn't really catch what it was I didn't really know why it w- was there and and you're you're kind of running through all these questions why all this stuff is going on and I think that's what The Shining and Kubrick does so well as well is that mm. you know uh, things happen and you, you're questioning in it and you don't really know and then you try to interpret it and mm. interpretation the true horror is found in interpretation because mm. we will find the scariest reason for something rather than, you know, the logical reason or whatever.
1: Uh-huh. Well, speaking of scary reasons, I watched a video on YouTube about the bear blow job, the bear suit okay. job. This guy basically put forth the idea that it's actually a child abuse story with Danny and Jack, that he's abused Danny And that's that's a sign of that, apparently. Um, But also within the original novel, there was a a previous owner of the hotel who had a sadomasochistic, uh, kind of dominant, submissive relationship with a guy who, who would dress up like a dog. It's not, you know, it's not, it's probably that idea, but, you know, slightly different. But who knows? Whatever you believe that. Seem to be but it always again it always stuck out to me it's just this odd moment again there's nothing wrong with gay sex or you know blowjobs or anything like that that's that's fine again healthy relationships and stuff um and there was no there's no issue from i'm not like oh i'm so scared of gay people um you know it's it's not that it's just the way it's shot and the way it holds and the way it holds your attention and the way it holds the tension within within that scene and it's just like what the fuck am I seeing? Why am I seeing it? What,
0: what- it just opens up a whole um, new area of cre- questions for you. You know, you're mm. questioning so much in that story already, mm. yeah. and here you are seeing, you know, a man who is dressed impeccably well, mm. you know, re- receiving a sexual act from someone in in some weird kind of bear dog costume, mm. and and you, you, you're asking yourself why, and you don't even have time to. To digest it, it before yeah. you kind of move on so it kind of becomes this like you know thing that that just goes to the back of your mind that you you don't really ever get answered and there's so many moments like that in The Shining that even now it's like I don't know the answer yeah. of like and that's why the, some did, of this stuff was happening but like you
1: said that's that's the beauty of the ho- of horror and the beauty of The Shining being such an excellent film and such a, yeah. a layered film that you can you can you know, you can watch it just as a straight horror movie or you can go into the kind of the deep analysis of that. But um, but yeah, it always just uh, stuck out to me just because it was just so, again, it's not there's nothing to do in the story with it. It's got nothing. It's not connected to anything, really. It's right. just it's just there. And that's why it kind of stayed with me, I think, because it's just such an odd thing to place in the film without it being connected to anything really? Like, what is it trying to say? And I think, again, we're all still trying to figure that out. And again, all of the kind of imagery in The Shining, what Kubrick was trying to say, or was he saying multiple things, and uh, multiple layers of multiple discussions and things? But yeah, that that scene has always been just like, that's why it's weird, because outside within the film, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, it's, I, it's odd.
0: <laughs> I think you have to look at the... The the time this was released as well in terms of context and hmm. and the time it was released, how taboo that would have been hmm. to show that act like any kind of act, even just a yeah, any a, gay act, yeah. A, but even just a blowjob on screen hmm. in in such a kind of explicit way, like how taboo that would have been uh, at at still, that time in a mainstream film. I mean, it's still, it's still uh,
1: illegal in England, I think, at that point as well. So you know, it's it was obviously and there's probably something to be said about. You know, uh, straight men's insecurities are being turned gay, or you know, society is like, oh, if we all turn gay, then we'll cease to be. We won't procreate, and we'll all die as a species. You know, it's all that sort of stuff, or like, oh, they're all, they're just after they're just after me. They're going to rape me or something. Yeah, so maybe there is something he was saying about that potentially,
0: or, or just kind of playing with it. You know, mm. playing with the fact that, like, right, we, we live in a pretty um, naive world. You know, at mm. the moment, and and there's lots of kind of. Um, idiots out there I'm going to play I'm going to I'm going to you know I'm. Going to, can I swear I, sure, yeah.
1: can I we, swear we, we, we what, literally talk about what podcast are we on <laughs> <laughs> we talked, to, um, and, talked and about I you re- fingering <laughs> your own belly button I think we can get away know, with swearing a little bit
0: I reckon he was just like I'm just going to fuck with the audience a little Mm. bit and let's just throw this in there and i've got in my mind why that's happening and where that's from but Mm -hmm. really what i'm playing with is is people's reactions to Mm. things they're not expecting or things they haven't seen before but again that's that's me just theorizing that's me just speculating
1: yeah it could be it could have been fucking with people you know just like yeah how do you feel about this again it's only for an instant maybe as well he couldn't have gotten away with showing such a thing in in such a regular way you know i can i a loving relationship or anything like that. Obviously that's only really happened. Cause we don't know, like, know.
0: that they, they could yeah. have been in a loving relationship. Absolutely, yeah. It was just a, you know, so we, yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's so clever that film mm. with how it kind of takes you, your mind on a journey, like Taboo. Jack's mind is going mm. on a journey, you know? Um, brilliant.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's another weird sex scene. So what's your next one? Okay. So I'm going to come in with the Simpsons movie. <laughs> Okay, okay. That's okay. A, a, a little bit of a left field choice. Uh, 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 well, I mean, all of these are fairly left field choices, but there you go. Sex go field. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
0: 2007 Simpsons movie came out. That makes you feel old, doesn't it? Mm. Um it does, but it's, it's not, it's probably the least explicit of all of the scenes that I'm going to kind of throw into the mix today. Mm. Um, it's, it's very much kind of insinuated that it's a sex scene rather than showing us anything. Sure. But at the same time, I think it maybe does that more explicitly than The Simpsons has ever done before. So like, i think in terms of like simpsons history you know you there there's been splashes of kind of nudity and uh of kind of yeah insinuated you know love making between marge and homer there was like colonel homer in season 3 Camp Krusty season four. There was the whole Mindy fantasy in season five.
1: They call and it. I think they call it snuggling, don't they? They're like, oh, we want to snuggle.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. snuggling.
1: Oh, I going to snuggle the fuck out of you
0: with Marge. <laughs> but like season fourteen, large Marge, where she gets like a breast implant. I think in in that episode
1: that stayed with me. Just um, one. Just one breast implant.
0: Oh, and and also season nine, natural born kisses, like where they try to they do something. And and then they have to run away and they're like in bushes naked and stuff. So Simpsons uh, has always kind of had elements of like, kind of did it in the same way, you know, like friends used to Hmm. talk about sex without talking about sex. Yeah. Like in the 90s, I feel like that was quite good with us growing up because it was like it wasn't, it almost got taboo in 2000, like you weren't Hmm. allowed to talk about it or even kind of insinuate anyway but they're in a a cabin uh whilst the family are kind of hiding in hiding from the uh i can't remember what the organization is called now but uh,
1: i I don't know (laughs) albert Albert brooks whoever he plays that guy
0: yeah the the where they put the globe on um, Hmm. uh, yeah anyway um and they decide to take the opportunity so homer props a chair up to the door, and then you get woodland animals uh, and and like a Disney style kind of uh, in the background as the scene is set. So the woodland animals come in and like mm. remove the clothes it's off March. A dress is like ripped off by like a, a stag. It's um, <laughs> uh, so so she's there then in this kind of um, in a very alluring uh, silk nighty. Mm. Uh, and then Homer has to strip down, and the birds can't lift his clothes up. So, like an eagle flies in uh, and has to get his t-shirt off of him. But yeah, uh, and then basically all you see is the animals in the corner of the room watching on in horror. Like you just see their faces slowly kind of change as they watch uh, what happens. But yeah, it's um, it's a weird one. Like I'd, I I don't know why like uh, and i'm sure there's a uh, psychologist out there listening to this that could analyze my attraction to marge simpson but like i did grow up with a bit of a thing for marge simpson and i don't know whether it's because of those various instances of kind of uh, you know slight nudity or insinual weighted mm. snuggles or whatever throughout the seasons but and and when this happened in the film I was just like oh, oh my gosh mm. this is uh this is pretty steamy a bit racy. Stuff. A bit racy a bit a bit racy she actually around the time of the film covered playboy magazine of course she did of course she did and there's a legit issue a playboy with marge simpson and matt greening drew everything and there's like a fold-out poster and stuff do they do the do the carpets, don't ask me how i know this do the carpets
1: uh, match the drapes as they say
0: if you search long enough on the internet, you will find that answer. <laughs> okay. you, you actually don't have to search for long at all. No, I, like, imagine uh, not. I, ma- I imagine not. Like I imagine there's thing.
1: there's some real, you know, again, not shaming anybody, but that's not what I'm into. Uh, but yeah, I can see, I can see why. Like, I, 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 I'm a good fan of a of a nice kind of raspy voice, like a sexy, yeah, like, you know, exactly. like a Demi Moore, like a Demi oh, Moore, yeah, yeah, Demi Moore, or uh, Kathleen Turner, that kind of raspy, sexy kind of um i don't know femphetal type voice i'm quite like so i can see why you know but I, I think maybe marge goes a bit too far for me in that <laughs> I, 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 can't get, yellow? I can't get into that is it
0: cuz she's yellow Dan? no
1: no it isn't cuz that how dare you <laughs> no it isn't i just yeah not it's she's never been every time they've tried to sexify her up i've never really i'm like nah it's not i
0: i i like guys if you're listening help me because i don't know what's wrong with me because <laughs> it's it's a thing it's a legit thing for me it's quite funny and this is probably um gives people an insight into some of the weird conversations my dad and I used to make but we used to have a countdown of uh cartoons that we're uncomfortably attracted to okay um yeah and yeah I think Marge was in there I'll always I can't remember you know obviously you had your obvious things like Jessica Rabbit and stuff like Mm. that but then um I'll always remember my dad uh put the rat in from Flushed Away that Kate Winslet
1: plays (laughs) very weird uh, so on
0: that <laughs> i i'm ready to move on yeah well me too <laughs>
1: me too um sure i, I think I, I get what you mean i get what you mean sort of thing uh, i get i get that you know this i can see i i said on a recent podcast i'm a little bit attracted to uh to mother gothel of tangled i, I thought well, i thought she was a bit a bit of nice. okay I was like, yeah, like the old abusive, but you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely abusive. Um, (laughs) But so is Homer Simpson. So uh, if you want to pull that, whoa! I mean, does strangle his does strangle his kids a lot?
0: I feel like there's a podcast in that right there.
1: (laughs) He's not a great dad. Uh, Anyway,
0: now I think of it. Uh,
1: Speaking of dads, let's move on to my next choice. So. Um, I've picked, uh, I wanted to pick like a, a super serious film, like a proper, like Oscar nominated, you know, I wanted it, I didn't want it just to be like full of comedies and stuff. So. Yes, yeah. And uh, I wanted to pick one that is what you would call maybe a bad sex scene. It doesn't, again, doesn't fit necessarily the rest of the film, like The Shining. So I've gone with Munich and I've called this particular sex act, The Dead Men Deep Dicking.
0: Okay, um, I I've seen this film, but I mm. cannot remember the sex scene. So you're going to have to jog my memory.
1: Don't worry. Uh, so
0: if you've if you've seen describe it in the sexiest way possible.
1: It's it I I'll, I'll try, but it's not very sexy. It's really probably the most unsexiest of of all the sex scenes we're going to discuss. So uh, uh, Munich is actually based on real life events. So in the 1972 Summer Olympics in Munich, the Palestinian terrorist group Black September killed 11 members of the Israeli Olympic team so it's very this is a very serious very like obviously probably very close to uh spielberg's heart obviously he's jewish as well so and basically the response is that the israeli government send mossad agents out to kill the people who are responsible for these killings so it is a very dark depressing somber movie uh yeah. about getting that revenge um so yeah and obviously this this conflict is still going on quite recently it's still quite bad at the moment um so it is very serious the- film and, and the the tone is it, all the way through it's very much that kind of tone all the way yeah. through. Um, you know, it's a bit long. It's like three hours. But again, it's one of those kind of Oscar bait type movies anyway. It's got Eric Banner in it. Uh, I think Daniel Craig's in it and a few other people. So Eric Banner plays the main character. His name is, um, what's his name? Anyway, he's been through a fucking lot. A lot of the people he knows have died. A lot of the team members, um, you know, things like that. I can't remember. I, d- I decided not to watch this one in context because I couldn't watch another three hours of of somber <laughs> you know, depressing. So it's,
0: it's a big investment.
1: Yeah, of your huge, time. In, huge investment for just that thirty seconds of a sex. Exactly. Scene. Yeah. I didn't fancy doing it again, so I'm not entirely sure exactly where it falls in the film. Okay. But- during the sex scene, um, they show in the film earlier that him and his wife have a very healthy sex life. So they're having sex and, you know, they love each other, family, very into their family and and they're, they're great together. A very nice, loving couple. Um, but after all these events and everything that's happened and all the things he's had to do and seen happen to his, his fellow colleagues and things. Again, I'm not sure where it falls in the film, but I think it's something to do with that and he is picturing he's, he's obviously he's my i'm sure we've had sex where we've been a little bit distant or we're maybe not in the moment or there and it's very much that in this sex scene so he's thinking about you know he's depressed he's not really communicating with his wife and she's wants to obviously wants to be close to him wants to help him get through all this like mentally uh, so she's trying to comfort him and they just you know she decides she wants to have sex and obviously he he goes for it and, you know, they start going away. And again, it's the missionary position, very uh, standard. But w- during this, he starts picturing the attack from Black September on the Israeli Olympians. Right. And it's basically them getting kind of mowed down with with a machine gun. Um, and he's seeing all this and he's picturing all this in his head. And his his movements get more and more frantic. He's not looking at his wife. He's clearly not you know, connecting with her in that way. He's thrusting. It's getting more and more dramatic. The climax of himself and obviously the the action scene with um, them being assassinated is reaching its climax. And it's almost like he's getting off on it a little bit. Right. Because he's just going and going and the, the rhythm gets faster and faster and faster and faster. And he's like almost screaming, he's sweating, he's throwing his hair back. And uh, and eventually, like his wife's looking at him, like "What the fuck are you, mate? You are definitely not here." And he's just like, "Ah!" And then he obviously finishes, and that's it. And it's fucking weird. It doesn't work. I get what I get. What Spielberg's trying to say with it, but it just the way it's shot and the way it's filmed and the way. It's what, acted, what do you
0: think he's trying to say?
1: I think he's trying to say that he's just been through a lot. And he's, you know, and it's obviously it's affected him mentally, it's affected his his personal life, it's affected everything. And he's distant and he's and she's trying to obviously get that, but it kind of comes off that he's kind of getting off on it a bit, picturing people die now.
0: Yeah, because you'd think it would be the opposite. He would start to have these um, visions, and then, and then he would stop. Yeah, because he can't. You get know, get off me, get it, off me,
1: don't touch me. Yeah, he goes no.
0: floppy or whatever, and then yeah. it happens to the best of us. Like sure.
1: even Night Owl happens to Night Owl, doesn't it? So, <laughs> exactly. So exactly. Um, But yeah, it, it's just the, the the it gets weird. Like, it gets more and more in, into it. But again, it's kind of like it's not. He's not doing it because he loves his wife. Or he likes his wife. Particularly, he's just there. It's almost like he's just going. Through the motions but again the more he pictures the the killing and the assassinations the more he kind of gets into it and and i i think eric banner is doing the best he can but i don't think he i don't think he is helped by the way it's filmed the way it keeps cutting back and forth you know it was it's very odd and i think he maybe needed a bit more dialogue because it kind of ends and that's it they don't really talk about it or say anything or you know what the yeah, fuck and she doesn't stop him either she didn't go get off me what are you doing where are you i want you here with me you know it's fucking bizarre but people see yeah, i, I it. think
0: that could have been a good choice to have him kind of getting aggressive with it because yeah. of i think i think initially
1: seeing and then she stops him that, I, that I, been... I read somewhere that initially that's what it was that it, that it got a little bit aggressive but they mm. felt like Obviously, it's a real person. They want to be a bit more respect respectful about it, I think. And they were like, "Well, that never happened. You know, that's not in the story. I'm not like that or anything." So I think that's the kind of they they pulled it back a bit. But it's- that's
0: less insulting than yeah. showing him finish. Uh, let him, and that's more insulting to the real life people, surely.
1: Yeah, I guess it's yeah. It just doesn't Strange. work, and it's a it's a it's a scene that arguably could ruins the film in some respects because that's a lot of the time is the most memorable, This uh, about this is the most memorable thing because it's just Eric Banner's like cum face, sweaty, sweaty <laughs> cum face, uh, while he's thinking about dead guys dying, basically. So uh, yeah, um, do or do not check out Munich <laughs> if you want.
0: Okay. I mean, it's actually a really good film to be yeah. fair. Like, I, there's I, nothing- I feel like I remember it being, I can't remember it that well, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I do remember it being yeah. quite a...
1: I mean, it, again, like Spielberg is clearly trying to juxtapose it. I get it, but it just—it doesn't work. It just really doesn't work, and it throws you out of the film. You're like, what the fuck am I watching? You know, literally. But yeah, that is uh, that's my. Uh, but my you
0: next. look at Spielberg's work of like work over the years. It's not like he's a connoisseur of the sex scene. No, you know, true. because he's used to doing these family well, films and stuff like that. Well,
1: I mean, if you've if you've listened to my podcast with uh, I am Jack's musings on 1941, he wasn't that great with comedy either. So <laughs> no,
0: yeah, for, uh, that put me off. i have never seen that film, and if I'd just seen it, like oh, directed by Stuart, I would have been like, oh, great, like yeah, so you know, World with War directed by
1: spielberg really oh, great no no Sounds horrendous yeah it's really bad anyway what's your what's your next dirty deed okay the dirty deed is
0: by two big old blue things uh it's <laughs> avatar smurfs? smurfs. this is the live action smurfs avatar uh from 2009 of course directed by james cameron um mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Jake and Natiri get it on under a, a big old tree thing. Mm. Um, so Jake played by Sam Worthington, uh, Natiri played by Zoe Saldana, who, you know, I, I'd be quite interested in seeing that without her maybe being a seven foot blue alien. Um, but unfortunately, you've got to take what you get in life. Four years this film took to make, apparently, a four year long Production, not uh, not as
1: long as the, as the sequel is fucking eventually going to come out. This is true.
0: This is true. But I, I haven't they now made back to back stuff, so it's going to be like ready to go. The next two are like ready to go or something.
1: Couldn't give a solitary fuck. <laughs>
0: You're not not a fan.
1: It was all right at the cinema because obviously they were, they were brought back 3D for this new version. I think of the, 3D. the 3D the experience and. But when yeah. I watched it on a TV, I was like, "This is crap." <laughs>
0: Yeah I I don't think I'm far behind you to be fair. Go um,
1: talk about the te- the uh the give us the old uh, sex scene though. Okay so basically what
0: happens is um I mean if you don't know the story like it, it's it's set between in like 2148 or something and we've gone to a planet to basically try and colonize it or there's resources on there. I can't Un, remember. Unob- it's a long unobtainium. boring Unobtainium.
1: They're after Unobtainium, which is, clear, which is clearly the writer forgot to scribble that out. He was like, I'll just call it Unobtainium for the moment, and then I'll come up with a good name later on.
0: Hilarious. And I he, bet he thinks he's hilarious calling it that. He was like,
1: I'm, I'm very clever, very funny. It's I, called
0: Unobtainium, it an I- guys.
1: and um- Abterium, hey, because because they, hey? they, they want to obtain it you get it but they can't but they want it and that's the story yeah. i i honestly think he forgot to scribble that out and then he got to the premiere and he went oh shit i forgot to rename unobtainable
0: part of the story so jake uh the the kind of lead character um he uh, is he paraplegic or does he not have legs? I can't remember. No, he he
1: definitely has he has legs. They just they just don't work for, for yeah. lack of a better phrase.
0: And he's volunteered to be part of this avatar kind of process where they have basically worked out a way to kind of reanimate um, one of the native. Is it or or did they make I think, the yeah, body I think, from I scratch? I think they
1: make. I think they make it out of the genetic material from the aliens and the humans because it kind of looks like them as well. And I think they, and then they then transfer the consciousness over through this machine coffin thing. I think, if I remember yeah, rightly, it's
0: convoluted, isn't it? I've just realised how convoluted it is trying to explain it out loud. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, he, so- goes, he
1: basically goes undercover and he's trying to learn more about the yeah. culture and and what it means to be one of the um, the Na'vi. I think they're called Na'vi. The Na'vi.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he he falls in love with um one of them uh, Nateri, and they perform the act of uh it's it's known as uh, sahelu which so sahelu can be done in different ways so there's like like a non sexual Sahalu so, hey, where you can connect so they have these like long braid things that open up at the end
1: mm, I and have, like a tail kind of like
0: tentacles come out at the end but the tentacles are almost like their nerve endings or something mm. and they they can connect to every living thing on that planet whether it be a, a tree or one of the animals or whatever
1: well, I'm going to ask you a very technical question what makes it non-sexual with the animals <laughs> or, it, or are they technically just shagging these animals
0: cuz they don't have like a like a <laughs> There was a surprising amount of uh, information and, and, about this out there. Okay, but yeah, it, they they don't. It's non-erotic. is It's described as non-erotic, so it's a connect. It's more of a spiritual connection right, rather okay. than a erotic. It's not for pleasure, you know. Okay, because they do it with their children as well. Apparently, like
1: babies okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking hell.
0: <laughs> oh god! But, yeah. but if you,
1: but like technically, if you thought about an animal in a, in an erotic way, which some people do out there, I'm sure, couldn't you effectively just do that with the animal, or would the animal yeah, reject, I guess it's reject their you? Choice,
0: how they connect, isn't it? Like they decide before they go in, right? Is this. We're going to connect. Me or you?
1: Is, yeah. Sorry, I'm just. Just before we start, this is a non-erotic connection, by the way. This is. Just, it's totally non-erotic. Just. just to,
0: yeah, you don't want to make the mistake accidentally as well. Like you've put put it on the wrong setting, and you like yeah. connect up to your dog, and you're like, oh, now I'm shagging you. Yeah, oh. but then,
1: but then also, the do- the dog could have my dog's tried to hunt me you know yeah true so so uh, you Creep know if, up behind you, plug in <laughs> you plug into the animal and then they have erotic feelings for you uh, then uh, you know what's that that massive uh, bird he connects to he's, he's going to be absolutely torn uh, apart
0: yeah you could just like he, he's connected you know just to ride it or whatever and, and the bird's like
1: this is sex now yeah. um, it's connected to ride it and he got ridden
0: but yes um so just to clear that up but anyway um, yeah <laughs> Jake and Naturi do it in, a, in an erotic way, basically. Mm-hmm. So they they go to um, the Tree of Voices, which is kind of like this massive uh, sacred tree that apparently connects everything up on the planet spiritually and, and mm-hmm. physically and stuff like that. And and what the ritual, it's actually a ritual that if you want to go and get it on, you go to that tree and you do it under the tree so the tree can watch <laughs> um like the the weird the weird grandma from poker is just watching over you just going yeah
1: grandma grandma grandmother willow just- it's a halo Plugged so, in but again i have a question with that is if you can only go and shag there isn't that just loads of people just at it or, you know, like all the ways around this tree
0: at some yeah point? just think it'd be like a, just a big blue orgy like
1: yeah just like, uh, like Caligula or something.
0: Maybe they're more selective with when
1: they, you know. Maybe it's, you know, it's maybe it's a bit like Spock because they only do it like every seven years or something, isn't it? Like yeah, on, or when you far. get married and
0: have a child, like just, you just know, like you. Yeah, absolutely. As this as and when the the uh, the. That's, <laughs> the that's one what that's what Grace. Or that,
1: exactly what Gr- MacGruber says to uh, Kristen Wiig in that film is what she said to you. You are like, I'm still a virgin. She went, not for long. <laughs>
0: Nice. Nice. But yeah, it's, um, it's very, it, it's actually quite a beautiful scene. And I know that we can sit here and take Mick out of like sure. so many elements of that film and you can, hmm. and it's been spoofed to high hell and stuff, sure. but it's, it's actually really beautiful. And, and they play, they don't play the actual Leona Lewis ICU song. It they just play the kind of rift to it. Mm. And I actually think that's a beautiful little piece of music. Uh, uh, uh,
1: Leon Leona Lewis is not a name I've heard for a while.
0: <laughs> no. I used to be like had have, have the biggest you know how you do when you're a teenage boy, you have a crush on whatever celeb you, you is the victim. And Leona Lewis, I yeah, and people bought me her biography and stuff like for Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah. The more you know, Dan. Um, was that was but, that your was that your way of getting with it? it was like I've got to learn everything about it.
0: It's I love like, that. It's like oh, have crush. Like fair enough. You, you know, you get the calendar, and uh, as a boy, you look through it for you know. But then a biography, like
1: strange. yeah, I mean, if, if like my on- mum who bought me it as well. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going off that logic, I wanted to fuck McFoley. <laughs> oh. Okay. If we're going off that logic if if I buy a biography it means I want to fuck him. That's 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 me. Sexy man. Go. He is a sexy bang, bang. man is a bang, bang. <laughs> bang, You bang. know my love for Mick, so yeah, uh, I'll, give him, I'll give him the old mandible claw. I'll get those fingers in. Talking of fingers, like those
0: fingers on the Navi are massive. You could have a good time. Um, but yeah, I it, I actually think it's it's quite a nice, tender, beautiful scene. And and James Cameron, like that sex scene in Titanic, is is beautiful. I think it's you know they they they're, they're in love and they make love. Yeah. and that's that's beautiful. So the the only thing is potentially problematic about this is that Jake's essentially like catfishing her, like physically catfishing her, like um pretending to be, you know, one of one of the Narvi. So yeah, the, the 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 only thing that kind of ruins it is it all happens and then it it literally cuts back to the pod and the real life Jake just sat there creaming his pants clearly like <laughs> And they're it's- like, oh, we're gonna have to clean the tank. What have you done, Jake? Um, but yeah, so it's that that's my next choice because it's um it, it is
1: it, weird. It is it's weird. It's
0: weird, yeah, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? I was gonna it's, try and
1: it's it's it is sensitive and it's to- it's shot in a nice way, unlike you know some of the ones we've mentioned already i think it is yeah. it is a sensitive it's a love i'd say it's a love scene rather than a sex scene maybe or making that okay. scene um yeah. but yeah it's sensitive it's done in a again a pg way so kids can watch it because that's what kids want i mean even when i went to see lion king you know i think i figured out what sex was during that film when nala gives simba that look oh that look that look
0: yeah. Everyone I, knows that look.
1: Exactly. And I was like, oh she's she's and I was like, right, I know what sex Whack is. Whack on Elton John, it's time to go. Can you feel the love tonight? Uh, he certainly did and so did she lion king <laughs> anyway uh i mean even that film has sex in it doesn't it like in the stars or something that's the thing that cut out wasn't it that said sex or something
0: again this was the 90s you know and it was like crazy times you, you'd let kids know about it though like I, I i do feel like there's this kind of you know i i very much kind of want to be honest as much as possible because yeah. i think sometimes if you shield kids and family films you, kind of shield certain subject matters hmm. then it becomes taboo and when yeah. things are taboo then that's when people develop a dangerous relationship with it yeah. so yeah like obviously you don't want to show like certain things but sure, like yeah to kind of insinuate and stuff is fine and and you yeah can, as it's, as healthy, avatar it's does, healthy
1: to talk about it
0: yeah and as avatar does it's a love scene hmm. which is important because it's showing people or <laughs> big blue aliens make love and not you know just have sex or what, like porn is not making love is it like no, when, when a kid watches porn like which inevitably uh, unfortunately will happen in this modern era Sure, you know that you don't want them to think that's what it's like because mm. it's it, like weirdly enough someone plugging their ponytail into someone else's ponytail is actually more of a realistic representation of like making love than porn <laughs>
1: Great. Well, on that note, I think we'll Uncle move Ben, here to educate. <laughs> Uncle Ben has told me I need to stick my blue tail in another cat's blue tail. Oh. Uh, very realistic. Very realistic sex scene. Right. So uh, thanks for that. <laughs> uh Going from one sci-fi epic to another, uh, I have picked the psychedelic 60s comic book adaptation of Jane Fonda in... Barbarella Queen of the Galaxy it is a unusual film to say the least it does have it's very tongue in cheek it's not a, it's not a film to be taken seriously because um it opens with Jane Fonda in a a gravity free kind of float and she's constantly kind of changing her clothes. She's, but,
0: ruddy-duddy, as she's we ruddy doody. She's
1: ruddy. She's she is ruddy duddy Absolutely ruddy duddy And uh, she's floating around. It's very suggestive, very sexy. And it's there's a song title song playing over it. And you get the sense that it's very tongue in cheek. She's this kind of like ditzy secret agent space. Uh, warrior who has been given a mission by the president of the all the worlds apparently um to stop an evil scientist called duran duran which is in fact where they got their name from the band and this film is probably right up their street to be honest because it's just pure like cheesy free love you know hippy dippy sexy comedy sort of thing so Barbarella is sent on this mission, she crash lands on various planets, meets various men, and sleeps with them, you know, uh, she is a, you know, she's uh, all consensual, very, uh, very kind of, she actually, they actually make love in a in a different way, which I'm going to get on to. Um, okay. But she learns the old archaic way that that we still do, uh, the physical way of of love making. So it definitely influenced things like Demolition Man going on. Um, what this what I'm going to describe now. Um, uh, but I'm she learns you're
0: going with this.
1: Yeah. So she she learns that uh, there's an old way of having sex, and she actually prefers it. She prefers the intimate way. And there's various kind of scenes where she's like. It's well, I, yeah. Well, I, I need this, so I need you to do this. She was like, "Well, I know what you want." Unzips her clothes, has sex. Uh, it's a very kind of liberated, kind of, um, kind of film, but it's also like it's a bit of fun, it's a bit cheese, it's a bit camp. Uh, she even has sex with a with an angel at one point. It's Proper weird. I'm still not sure if I like it or loathe it. It's kind of it's in that weird. I need to see it again. I think but- she
0: sounds like a female James Bond.
1: A little bit, yeah. There is a little bit of that. Um, And it's very much of that era, of that kind of 60s James Bond era. But it's a bit more, like I said, it's a bit more tongue-in-cheek. It's a bit more camp. It's probably more like a a Roger Moore-esque kind of Bond film. Do you say
0: it's offensive to women in the way that she is, or...?
1: Mm, No, I think think you can be liberated and, and have multiple partners. I think maybe that it gets to a point sometimes in it where it's just like like that's her only thing that she can do to solve the situation sometimes yeah yeah the, okay. or these these men will only the only way they'll get she'll get what she wants is if these men have, get to have sex with her type thing. So it's a little bit of that. But again, that's just a sign of the times. There's even a moment in it as well. There's a few sex scenes, like I've said, but there's a moment in it where she's actually tortured by a, a, a device I think has been called the orgasmatron, which is, is a machine that strips her of her clothes and gives her an orgasm so good that it, cause, it could cause her own death. Uh, Death by orgasm. So, and again, it's very tongue in cheek. It's like, it sounds like it was
0: written by a teenage boy
1: yeah you know what yeah but i think if it's if it wasn't done in that playful kind of style it probably yeah if it was te- if he told it absolutely seriously it wouldn't work and i think jane fonda knew that and she's great in it she's absolutely hilarious she's like oh and and she knows the kind of character she's playing you know she's very you know she gets the job done she does everything spoilers for that for a film from the 1960s but it's it's great in that way so yeah i think it is it is quite liber- liberated but within obviously it's still an old film so don't Go in expecting that there's not going to be some kind of icky stuff because there there probably is arguably some icky stuff. But the one sex, the one of the sex scenes I'm talking about is the one with a character called Dildano. (sighs) Yeah, he's called Dildano. Uh so I've called this sex scene doing it with Dildano. Um, it is basically he's a revolutionary on the planet of he's a he's a rebel against Duran Duran, who's this evil scientist and uh, she's like, oh, I need your help, and I need you to do this. I saved you for this, um, but we must have sex. Uh, again, <laughs> much like the rest of the I film. Don't. We must have sex. Is the only way I'll get what I want. And, the, and then he's like, and she you know, takes off her clothes, and he goes, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not a savage. I don't have sex that way, the physical way. We do it the old way, the, the way from Earth. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay then. So what they do is they, they both take a pill, and then they sit next to each other, and they place their palms on each other, um, just one hand touching – and during this sex scene, it's basically almost like they're sharing a life force or something, probably a bit like Avatar as well, quite similar. They both start kind of vibrating and vibrating and vibrating and vibrating and then the hair start the hair starts to curl on uh Jane Fonda's head. Um, and again it's kind of a, it's a bit awkward because he kind of doesn't know how to do it, so he, she has to kind of show him and he's like he's got a vague idea of how to do it and she's like, right, here we go. And it's and it's very We've much all been like, there. and it's very much like she's going through the motions. She's like, right, let's just do it. I prefer the other way, but we'll do it this way, fine, whatever. And she's doing it and and he, her hair curls. I, I think that means she's She's reached her climax. So she right. kind of she kind of stops and Dildano's still there, like looking like a like absolutely zombified, and he's still shaking and vibrating, and he's just like absolutely like kind of like still getting off on the and she's like, and someone walks in and she goes, yeah. and she goes, Oh, hello. And then she's like, Oh shit, I've got to finish with him. He's he's not done. So she goes back into the position with her curled hair. I think she strains out her curled hair and goes back to it. And then Dildano's still going, he's his hair starts curling, and then steam starts coming out of his head and his ears, and eventually he's like, yeah. And then, and that's the scene, that is the whole sex scene. Um, So yeah, I picked that one out of the whole bunch because I thought that's just the weirdest one uh, out of it. So uh, yeah, Barbarella, Queen of the Galaxy. It is a bit weird, Um, but yeah. Ecstasy-filled tantric sex, basically. A little bit, yeah, There's there's a lot of that. But it is a very campy 60s film. But again, you know, some stuff might not have aged so well, but I think... Some people will get a kick out of it, you know. Again, it's a lead female character, it's a comic book movie, you know. Uh, strong female characters, don't, you know, weren't probably around that much then. And obviously, Jane Fonda is like such the feminist, uh, you know, as as we all know, and she's brilliant and she's she's fantastic in it and gorgeous as well. Uh, and yeah. Uh, i don't think there's any new to see so so um if you're looking for that that's not the film this is not the film for you it's just weird crazy it looks great it looks proper cheese uh brilliant kind of 60s sci-fi classic if you will you can call it a classic if you want but yeah i i uh, that i thought that one was particularly weird in a film of a lot of weird sex scenes that was for me was the weirdest okay yeah, it sounds weird. It sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds
0: weird. You, do, do you know what's funny, actually, Dan? Because you Go you know, obviously sent me some of your suggestions before mm. and vice versa. And um, I did look for this, but I couldn't find it. But mm. now that you – and I know why I couldn't find it because, as you say, there's no nudity. Mm. So when I searched, naturally, Barbarella Sexy, mm. the only thing I found was those opening credits with her mm. – Unraveling or whatever in the clothes. So, Mm. but yeah, that makes sense that there wasn't kind of nudity or or whatever. So, Mm. I, I mean, potentially, you know, how fun could it be to kind of remake something like that now and really go in with the kind of comedy element and the self-awareness? Mm. And you could almost have someone like Anna Faris play Barbara, oh, yeah. you know, like and because like uh, my wife loves The House Bunny, um, mm. which is an ongoing joke between you and I that my wife's favorite <laughs> film of all time is The House Bunny, for God's sake. But um, you know, in that she she kind of plays that very self-aware, sexualized kind of Playboy Bunny type. You know, yeah. character so yeah i am in this moment on the internet uh pitching a anna faris barbarella remake they,
1: they did do a they did do a couple of, i think it was dynamite they did a, a like a recent comic book and i think uh they've given her like a like a full, like she has a various outfits in the film. They've given her like a full bodysuit and things. I've not read that, but I imagine it's slightly more skewed to a modern audience and modern expectations for their like feminine heroes, yeah. uh, uh, female heroes and stuff. And and probably a bit more stronger, empowering and stuff. But yeah, she wants to have a, a lot of sex with a lot of dudes, you know, more power to her. So that's what she wants to do. And if, you know, it's consensual, why not? Why the hell not? go go crazy um yes so uh,
0: that's next. that's dan's tagline on tinder now Is just it, it will just say dan you know 30 33 or what are you 32 33 almost almost 35 uh, almost
1: 35. you lie
0: about your age so put for dan 30 uh <laughs> why the hell not
1: why the hell not i mean look at me why the hell not <laughs> So, uh, what? Is, this is your number one, am I right?
0: Well, I, I, I didn't know we were ranking things. I mean, it's, like a, top, I it's, a,
1: it's a top five, but there's no particular order, unless unless you are randomly picking them out. This is your um, fi- well, fine. This is your final pick.
0: Final one, yeah, because I really don't know whether it'd be right to put this in number <laughs> one. 2016, there okay. was a film that came out, and it was um, written, co-written, I think, by Seth Rogen. Hmm. That sausage party.
1: wow okay yes i have seen it i have seen it
0: (laughs) uh it's you know what like i I remember when i first watched it and just being so shocked within 10 minutes like it kind of presents itself like for for a good 10-15 minutes in, in the first beginning kind of quarter of the film as 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 a kid's film, as an animated kids' film. It's very tongue-in-cheek, kind of over the top. Uh, I think there's like a musical number at the beginning. And, and it's basically about kind of like Toy Story, you know, when you're not looking at the toys, they come to life. But instead it's a supermarket when you're not looking at the items on the shelf, they all come to life. And then kind of various profanities start coming in. In, drug references, uh, violence—like it just kind of gets really adult really quickly. And if you like that kind of the sense of humor of, um, you know, like like Judd Apatow type yeah. sense super of humor, super bad,
1: knocked yeah. up, 40 year old virgin, that type of thing. Yeah, it's built. Yeah. Which it's are all like
0: vil. some of my favorites, by the way. Ever so, yeah, I, I was on board. Definitely, it's definitely. From the
1: start. It's definitely like, juvenile, filthy humour. Much like Magruber, you know, it's that kind of humour. So if you're not into, into the sweary, dirty, potty-mouth humour, um, this film is definitely... Then why have you listened to this podcast? Why did you I've even done. bother? Why do you even tune in? Like, if, you've, if you're not after weird sex scenes, you're in the wrong place.
0: Interestingly enough, Dan, this is the second Kristen Wiig <laughs> sex scene in this I was going to say
1: that. She's, she's slowly becoming the queen of weird sex scenes. Like, also, shout-out to Bridesmaids as well.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, what a film! But she plays Brenda, the bun, I guess, uh, the the hot dog bun. Yeah. Um. And then Seth Rogen plays Frank, uh, the the sausage, um, who is the lead of the piece, but um, Fra- Frank Furter. The the film happens anyway. The film happens, and the end of the film is this like really violent kind of like they basically take over. the the supermarket and kill a revolution. Yeah. It's like a revolution. They kill the customers and the staff. And it's so shocking to see happen, but also absolutely hilarious. And they're kind of, the day is done and Frank and Brenda are looking out to the sunset, literally, Mm. uh, and saying, you know, what now? And Brenda says, well, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. And then hungry eyes, uh, starts to play <laughs> in the background. Clever, very clever. Um, and it goes into it. So we get a hot dog in bun, splitting the bun. Um, oh my. <laughs> never thought I'd say that out loud yeah and then and then like weirdly enough uh, some of the kind of secondary characters uh, like the supporting cast the friends you got like a pitta uh, and, a, and a bagel and that whole thing's hilarious because it's like a kind of commentary on the politics of mm. the Middle East and things like that but they they suggest that they also feel good and should you know uh, get involved so they give, start give peace a chance they start kissing uh, <laughs> Them. And uh, yeah, and then the, the the taco gets involved. So there, at one point, she's she's like, Frank's like over the top of her with his friends uh, enjoying themselves, watching, and she's like, "Whoa, if you're up there, who's down there?" And she looks down, and uh, Selma Hayek's taco character replies, oh gosh, Once, she goes, go, it. <laughs> "Once you go taco, you don't go baco," <laughs> as she performs. <laughs> Uh, a sexual act uh, on Brenda Bun. I think the music changes at one point as well, to It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Um, yeah, so wow. I'm just going to reel off some of the... Because it happens so quickly.
1: Like an orgy, isn't it? It's like a whole orgy. Yeah, it's an orgy. And like items. orgies, happens
0: quickly. Lots of stuff happens. Probably quite hard to remember. But I'm going to reel off some of the things I saw. So there's the act of Bukaki. Uh, you get meatloaf. Um meatloaf playing a meatloaf cool. uh motorboating um uh, to two individuals uh you get a bacon doing something to some cheese and then sniffing his fingers uh the chewing gum uh is kind of there's like a chewing gum in a wheelchair like a like a Stephen Hawking style style chewing gum that's been chewed and he's he's getting grinded on by like um unchewed chewing gum if that right. makes
1: sense okay yeah i can uh, picture it
0: yeah, there's a radish uh, getting sucked off by a mushroom. There's a like triple hot dog penetration <laughs> I've written down. I think the the bagel puts his balls in someone's eyes. There's there's some bananas, two bananas, uh 69ing. Um yeah. and at one point there's even anal beads uh being placed in, into Brenda the bun. Ah, I think that's wow. it. That's all I could kind of, you know, keep track that's of, enough. there's a lot. That's enough. <laughs> that's that's just at the foreground of the shot. Every single yeah. shot has various things happening in the background as well. Yeah. It's debatably, it's probably one of the only like true orgy scenes in cinema history.
1: Arguably. There's not, me- show not many everything. of those. You know, yeah. to
0: show everything.
1: Absolutely. All the, all the sexual acts. But yeah, um, I don't remember really enjoying it, but I, I do remember like, maybe like partially, you know, find it like, I I, I like, I do like that style of humor, but I I don't think it it absolutely grabbed me, but that, 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 you know, that end scene, you can't, you can't really beat it to be honest. It was kind of like, you know, fair play. They've really, they've taken the idea and they've pushed it to its absolute fucking limit. Uh, so I've got to give them that and you know even if you don't particularly like that you've got to respect that they've they've taken the g- general idea and gone what if we do a dirty Pixar movie and they just ran with it so. yeah
0: I think and and that's what it plays with throughout the whole film is just like that weird juxtaposition of cutesy animation style uh, mm-hmm. and setting and then really adult content like and you do come out of it just kind of feeling a bit flabbergasted and kind of like
1: what have I just
0: witnessed? Um, and yeah, nothing. <laughs> You'll never nothing, be the same. Nothing personifies it more than that finale.
1: Well, excellent choice. Thank you for giving Thank us you. your five. So I'll give end us Mark. your give us your last one. Come on, I it. It, So so um so I was thinking uh, one of the suggestions that was made to me was from one of the worst films ever made, which was The Room, which is a uh, sex scene has led to me apart, Dan. Tearing me apart, Lisa. But yeah, that's, you know, you want my rose, you want my rose. You know, it is one of the worst things I've ever seen. He's making love to a belly button, whatever. He's not sure where the vagina is. You know, we, oh, we, we have to see his arse going up and down, even though it's a hideous ass. Um, you know, all respect to Tommy Wiseau, but he's, I don't think he's an attractive man in my opinion. Um,
0: <laughs> bloody don't
1: hell. give respect to Tommy Wise. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I'll take it back. Take it back. I Any- back. Anyway, I I, I I thought that is a good choice. I almost went with it. I almost went, yeah, you know what? I can go with that. But then I thought about another candidate for the worst movie ever made, which is Troll 2. Oh, okay. Uh, and I called this uh, sex scene Penis a Poppin'. Uh, The basic premise for Troll 2, if you've not seen Troll 1, don't worry, because it's got fuck all to do with it, and it doesn't even have trolls in, it has goblins in. So uh, this family are going on a a holiday to a town called Nilbog, which I'm sure, as you've, you've already worked out, is Goblin Backwards um so that's the
0: big i would have never have worked that out then
1: <laughs> that's the big twist in the film just in case you didn't know um it's very it's full of weird fucking scenes it's quite famously it's that there's that scene you've probably seen on the internet where it goes oh my god yeah they're, her. they're gonna eat me oh my god that yeah, is I've from, that film. That, is from that film i've seen that right okay you, it have, makes you'll... sense
0: now everything's freaking into place now yeah, yeah.
1: And these goblins basically turn people into vegetables because obviously goblins are vegetarian as well. Um, So they have to turn them into vegetables to be able to eat them. And it's a very weird town. It's got all these odd characters. And it's almost a a bit like a Wicker Man or a League of Gentlemen. You know, they only drink milk and stuff even though they're vegetarian. Don't ask me why. But yeah, it's it's odd and it's full of odd scenes. Like the grandfather who's dead is telling the little boy to protect his family from the goblins and the, the oncoming danger. And uh, they're about to eat this food, which has been provided by the goblins, unawares to the family. And uh, the the only thing the little boy can do to stop them from eating it is by pissing all over it. So (laughs) we've got scenes like that in the film. So there's this kind of witch character who's kind of almost like the main kind of villain, if you will, in the film. And she's called, she's got a fucking ridiculous name, Credence Leonor, 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 I don't know how to say that, Gielgud. uh, Whatever that fucking name is, and uh, Lenore, Lenore, yeah, Lenore. We'll We'll just
0: go with Credence. Uh, Credence, Credence is ridiculous enough.
1: Yeah, Uh, Credence. Just call it Credence. Anyway, there's a there's a young lad who's joined the family, who's friends with the the teenage boy who's with the family. Their friends have followed them in an RV. And he's sat in his RV watching TV and the, the TV flickers and it changes. And it's a sexy woman in a black dress holding a, a corn of cob, a cob a cob of corn. He's it's and all the sexy, you know, the full Monty music. Yeah. There's a shit version of that <laughs> playing in, in the background, the sexy music. Like, you can... I've always said, you can keep your hat on. Like the Tom Jones version, you can keep your hat on or whatever the fuck that's called. Anyway, that's playing. And he realises... She's like, uh, she's like, he's like, what is this channel? She's like, I'm not a program, I'm real. And he and he realizes she's outside, so he joins her outside and she's she's being very sexy and trying to be very sexy, not accomplishing it. And uh, she's not a bad looking lady, but she's just it's just not sexy what they're trying to do. And he's in this silky kind of black dress, and she's like, hey. And and the music, and we get we get some of the lines such as you want to fuck me and he goes yeah sure <laughs> so they go into the RV and she starts like showing her legs and stuff and he's like on the bed and and he's like oh yeah I'm really turned on and stuff and uh, and she goes are you hungry and she brings out the cob of corn again and shows that and obviously suggestively waves that around. And he goes, yeah, I love popcorn. And she's like, good. All we have to do is heat it up. Puts the cob of corn in her mouth, kisses him, fall back onto uh, onto the bed or chaise lounge or sofa, whatever it is in the RV. And all of a sudden, popcorn appears everywhere. It's thrown on screen, thrown on top of them as they kiss through this cob of corn. Uh, so they're getting covered in popcorn while they're having this sex scene. Again, very short, not much is shown and then it cuts back. I think it cuts away, and it cuts back. And he's still covered in the popcorn. And go, and, and he starts. He's still eating it. And he was like, "Oh, delicious!" I think is what he says because he's in a mountain now. He's completely covered, uh, and she's nowhere to be seen. She's left, uh, and she doesn't murder him or kill him. She just kind of leaves him. So uh, that is my weirdest sex scene.
0: I am so confused. You you definitely saved the best to last. I can't. I'm so confused. So she. <laughs>
1: What? Exactly, exactly. That was my reaction as well. It's got it's it's got nothing really to do with the plot. I, I think maybe because she's fed him the corn, now he's going to turn into some vegetable mush they can eat. Uh, I, I can't remember again. I've not gone back and watched it, so I'm, again, I'm not sure where it falls within the context of the story. when
0: I mean, someone's in your garden and says, "Do you want to fuck?" like just 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 you wouldn't take that risk.
1: You you don't think you don't think sexy woman comes comes over to you. Too good sexy. to be
0: true. And if she's holding Fair some nice sweet corn as well, too good to be true.
1: Yeah, big cop cu- big cob corn, big copper corn. But yeah, that
0: is that, uh, that is my
1: weirdest, weirdest sex scene, because I think that topped the room for me just because of the popcorn element. I think it's topped all other nine entries. <laughs> but that's it. That's our podcast. I'm not sure how long this has gone on for, but um, <laughs> but it's been... Uh, it's been Longer
0: hit. than either of us have ever... <laughs>
1: Ever thought, ever thought. Um, Have you got any honourable mentions? Because I want to quickly go through some listener comments before we go.
0: Yeah, I just want to give a a real honourable mention because uh, you know, again, very similar to the Simpsons one. It's more of an insinuation, but Star Wars Episode Two is weird, isn't it, with Anakin and Padme? Mm. And again, like it's, I say it's insinuated. she's She's a bit
1: old for him. Let's be honest.
0: Well, there's that, that she's obviously known him since he was a kid and things like that. And he's, like, you know, waving pairs around with the Force, like, Mm. showing off.
1: um, Is this after after he kills all the Sand People as well, the Tuscan Raiders? Yeah, yeah. um, That's a massive turn-on, you know? Also, he's just so
0: manipulative. Like, he's such a horrendous person. He's like, now I'm with you, I'm in agony. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. You're in my soul tormenting me. Like I feel like as Pillow talk goes, that's Appreciate. that's a pretty bad
1: uh I'm not attempt. like I'm not I'm not great, but I can do better than that. Yeah. And
0: she's like, no, no, Anakin, we can't like look at like and they deliberately like it's like by the fireplace. She's wearing a kind of for Star Wars, you know, yeah. uh, a
1: fairly uh, sexy nice outfit. dress. Yeah. Um and And and, th- and think about it this way, they're like like you wouldn't go up to a priest in the most, like, low-cut top you've ever had and be like, oh, I can't possibly have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. if the priest looked like Hayden Christensen, maybe, you know, uh, maybe. But, yeah, but she's like,
0: can't... oh, no, she's like, we can't. And, we, can't and he, we can, he, we can't. He literally says... Well, we can keep it a secret.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that that sounds
0: weird. There you go. The origins that sounds- of the worst villain in the galaxy. Yeah, there uh, you go. All,
1: all based Manip- on a secret. Gaslighter. Gaslighter, manipulator. Yeah, I just not- wanted
0: to give that a shout
1: out. Yeah.
0: Any any others? No, uh, no, that's it.
1: I mean, you know, ha- Halloween free
0: um of Halloween free season of the witch um we spoke about obviously in extent on on, on my channel. Uh, channel, you know, the the weird boob suck yeah. scene in that. Yeah. worth
1: a shout. Quite an age, quite an age difference there as well. Yeah, too much. Oh, <laughs> an age difference. Well, I, I'm i going to I've got four four um four uh, different ones that I'm going to suggest. Okay. I, I had yeah. more but I've just cut it down. So I've gone for you've already mentioned bruno uh, and the opening yes. sex scene for that i i had a friend who was fairly also call it fairly religious or conservative let's say and he saw the opening scene to bruno and turned it off and he was like do you want this dvd i was like yeah why And he was like too much for me that sex scene too much and i was like i think it's fucking i think it's fucking genius yeah i called it that's the point of bruno isn't it yeah. it's it's not that's not how gay people have sex
0: <laughs> no and it's gaslighting the homophobia in society, you know, it's, and, and, but uh, Borat was gaslighting the xenophobia and racism in, in, in society. And like, I hate when people just kind of, you know, just, just put down Sacha Baron Cohen Mm. as a, as a, Stupid comedian. When it, what he was doing was actually really clever. Very
1: intelligent. Like, He's a very intelligent yeah. comedian, and and it only only works if he is intelligent. If he wasn't, if it was just stupid fucking jokes, and, and it, there was no risk involved, because a lot of the stuff he does is actually quite risky, like physically dangerous. You know, and I, I respect him for it. I've I've always loved his work, and will continue to love his work. Um, yeah, yeah I, I called that one champagne up the up the chuff. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Still coming back to me now. Yep. Still coming uh, back. So good. Um, Happy Time Murders. Have you seen that one with the? Uh, it was uh, Jim Henson's son did like a, a murder detective thing with. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I liked that. It's got, is it Melissa McCarthy? That
1: is right. Yeah. yeah. Melissa McCarthy. And uh, yeah. he basically has a sex scene, but then very comedically, like a puppet, just jizzes up the walls for about five so minutes. So much jizz. So oh, much jizz. Most jizz you've probably ever seen. Uh and I called that one puppetry of the penis. I called that one. Yes. Nice. You like that? Uh the next one was Brain Dead, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead. Um, because two of the zombies uh have sex and give birth to a baby, which is one of the main characters. And I called that Corpses Copulating. Never seen that film. Oh man. I
0: know it's like cold you love now it. and stuff. You so I do need love to love it. Okay, I'm getting it. You've got
1: you've got a priest who's in who comes in and k- kung fu kicks someone and says, "I kick ass for the Lord." It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. So you've got, you've got to see it just for that. Uh, and then Anchor Man, obviously the sex scene in that, the animated sex scene. I've called that one uh, "Rainbows and Unicorns." Nice like rainbows, unicorns. I got it. it. You get it. I clever. It. I'm clever. Um, so I'm quickly going to go on to some listener comments. Um, so I am Jax Musings, at I am Jax Musings on Twitter, suggested shoot them up and drive angry, shooting their load whilst shooting lots of lead. Nice. Hopefully they're not firing blanks. <sighs> um john hammond so that's at john hammond 73 uh on uh on twitter has said demolition man
0: yeah so that's like a tantric situation again yeah. isn't it yeah
1: psychic sex uh fr-
0: star wars holiday special like uh, oh yeah style. oh yeah.
1: definitely absolutely um so our our friend uh dan burgess so that's at dan fo- dan's photo on instagram has said any of madonna's sex scenes <laughs> And he's also said uh, the shunting from the society, which we covered on this podcast as well. Um, so, yeah, two very weird sex things. Well, anything with Madonna in. Body of evidence, especially, I think, with when she shags Willem Dafoe and pours hot wax on his knob and then breaks some glass off on the top of a breaks a light bulb above a car in a car park and shags, shags uh, uh, Willem Dafoe over the broken glass. So, yeah, you could call them weird.
0: i probably draw the line at the wax Um, (laughs) you know broken glasses is probably a little bit too much
1: for my liking uh paul meller at the meller geek on twitter said the eternals has the weirdest movie sex scene
0: oh it's pretty standard you know just an outdoors spontaneous shag by the sun like
1: shag shag by by spoilers by by two robots having a bit Yeah, I guess when you think about it like that, yeah, two, two yeah. fucking robots. Because someone, because the the
0: the Celestials would have had to have programmed a desire for them to want to do that,
1: even though they can't have kids.
0: Yeah, Celestials are like. Right, I mean, well, I mean, they must you know, have when programmed. When I'm
1: bored, yeah, when you're bored, have, have a bit, but but not the child version, not the child one. You can't have any sex, no. Yeah, no, leave sprite out of it. Yeah. Um, Paul's also said uh, uh crank two as well and the crank films with Jason Snakeham.
0: With Amy uh Smart?
1: Smart, Smart, Smart is it March, Smart? yeah,
0: uh, at the at the races or something, isn't it? Like Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So John Hammond's back again. He's already said demolition man, but he's added Leatherface Society again, midsummer splice and then (sighs) and then a special mention to uh, team america will please
0: nice uh good great taste um i was so close to doing midsummer yeah um yeah apparently that took like four days to film or something (laughs) like what like what a job Mm. he got (laughs)
1: He must have enjoyed himself, I guess. Uh, no, I apparently, know. it was horrendous. Like, yeah. really, like, the conditions were like cold, yeah, and, cold, yeah. and uncomfortable and stuff. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can imagine that if you stood around naked. So, our friend uh, Dennis Whittle, um, he said, "Pink flamingos," uh, which is the John Waters film, uh, "Bride of Chucky." Howard the Duck, the Lawnmower Man, Crash, and again, Team America.
0: Great, great choices. Howard great the choice. Duck. I had to get a mention somewhere in this.
1: I, I had to with the duck and the duck tits as well. There's duck tits in that in that PG yep, film. Some fairy nipples, Fe- feathery nipples, locked nipples, <laughs> <laughs> feather down nipples. Anyway, uh, so uh, Tony, so that's Tony Farina again. He's been there. Uh, that's at Tricycle Boombox on Twitter. He's been a guest as well. He said, "Angel Heart." Have you seen that? mickey, War- mickey Rourke mickey and i won't spoil it for you because it is it does have a bit a lot of spoilery stuff but there's a a big uh, imagined basically blood fuck because he's having sex with someone oh who's done a, like a, a voodoo ritual with killing a chicken so he's kind of imagining that while he's having sex with her and that's a that's an intense one he calls it a blood fuck <laughs> nice uh, uh so uh, we've had uh, ria suggested demolition man ria carrigan again from Femon on film um another good suggestion uh, max Byrne again another guest um he said samurai cop i've never seen samurai cop no i i i, I tried but i couldn't get through it, it was so bad um <laughs> what else it's got? like
0: supposed to be bad though isn't it it's like kind of
1: i don't think it was initially designed. self-aware no no, I think the second one is trying to be funny, but I don't right. think that one was. But yeah, uh, Dave Horrocks from the VHS Strikes Back, he said big, which is a bit bit of a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that is a bit of a weird one. Uh,
0: so weird. Now that you... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I, that makes me uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Uh, Max has also said um, Moonraker, where he's attempting re-entry. So the zero gravity shag. Um whilst doing Joyce's words there. zero gravity shag um four weddings and a funeral someone said um uh, showgirls obviously showgirls the the dolphin bit
0: Look, we all stayed up late on a friday night and put it on channel 5 in secret um <laughs> be honest
1: and uh, last one is uh, uh, mike uh mike uh, of uh genuine chit chat he said uh get him to the greek uh the threesome in that is pretty funny
0: i not remember the threesome is that what, is puff daddy in that in that threesome
1: or maybe, have I, made maybe. That
0: up? Okay. I remember the the scene from uh, hmm. without a snow in in forgetting sarah marshall yeah. was another one that i was very close that's to a good that one end.
1: that's a good one yeah but yeah um but that's it so uh tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs Yep, so I'm at Attention Seeking Geek on Instagram,
0: uh, where you can follow. Um, you know, you'll get all updates and when I post my videos on there, and uh, various kind of cosplay attempts that I try to do. Um, if you're a geek, you'll feel right at home. And then my YouTube channel is kind of a bit of a combination of uh, movie, TV reviews. Uh, figure unboxings and reviews, and then i do the odd kind of live show uh, chit-chat like we are doing right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I've been on a few of those and there's links in my on my website, Spider uh, to some of the things I've done with Ben. So you can like, share, subscribe, and do all that good stuff for Ben because he he uh he's a good he's a good lad and he does some great stuff. So check him out and all the crazy weird and wacky stuff. It's about as weird and wacky as this uh podcast, I think. It's a similar if you if you're into this, I think you'll it's be why we're friends, that. Dan. It's why we're friends. <laughs> That's our tastes. Honest. Those are yeah. our tastes. Uh but you can find me at secret balls on facebook at dan underscore balls on twitter at instagram at spider dan secret balls and again like share subscribe comment etc and don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us and if you want to join the battalion and to be briefed in full on all of the Secret Balls, uh, swing over to prattleworld at spiderdannesecretballs.com. I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musings, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Tony Farina, Scott Hodgson, and Simon Cotton for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattleworld keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. So that is it. So um, that has been a... That has been an intercourse, if you will, uh, between the two of us. Deep, meaningful, sensitive intercourse. Um, I don't think anyone uses intercourse to describe conversations anymore, but... There or go.
0: anything, or even intercourse. I don't yeah, think no. I use that word. That's
1: true. That is true. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to reclaim that word. Uh, but there you are. Uh, but thank you, Ben. I think it's been an, an interesting idea, another interesting podcast. Um, we'll, we'll see what the, uh, what, what the people think. Uh, I've, I've had an excellent time discussing this, so uh, it's been a blast. Thank you again.
0: Right. I need a shower now.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm filth. Both of us are pure filth. Sweating. Lots of sweat in our discussion. But yeah, thanks again. And uh, and uh, check out Ben when you can and check out me because we're all we're both very sexy individuals on the old interwebs. Um hopefully you won't find any sordid imagery of either of us, hopefully. If uh, like
0: if you look hard enough it's out
1: there. Absolutely. Well see you later guys. Thanks again. Bye bye. I'm um, chuckle Wow Wow.